0: Hello, and welcome to the IBCD Care and Discipleship Podcast. On this week's episode, Christina Henson, ACBC Certified Counselor and Content Developer for IBCD, interviews Daylin Romo, who many of you know as Danielle, for a behind-the-scenes look at the IBCD observation videos. I'm talking today with Daylin Romo. She is a friend of IBCD, a wife and mother of three, soon to be four. Congratulations, Daylin! Thank you. And... She is an active church member, and she is also known probably best to many of our listeners as Danielle, the woman in one of our observation videos, who comes for counsel when an old struggle with an eating disorder reemerges. So Danielle, (laughs) I will probably call you Danielle, Daylin, thank you for coming today to talk to us about this. One of the reasons we asked you to come speak with us, we've shot several different observation videos, but we found that people, as they watch them, just really find the person of Danielle very compelling. Um, They get drawn in and want to know more about her. So we wanted to ask you just about this whole process um, from start to finish, really. So... Uh, Let's just start with how, how did you playing the character of Danielle first come about? What were the, did Craig come up with this? What were the talks behind what happened there?
1: Well, I, I had been friends with Jim and Caroline. And so they knew of my eating disorder back in high school. So I think that's where the idea of it maybe came from the specific storyline was something that Craig and I talked about along with Caroline trying to think how we can make it realistic but more honed in for a specific counseling session that I might be coming in for so we were able to add things into it that didn't necessarily happen per se and we were able to take things out um, just dependent upon how the conversation was going between Caroline and I during the session. So a lot of it was taken from personal experience, and so I think that's where maybe the emotional side of it draws people in more, is I had read lots of my journals from that time in high school before I did the interview, or before I did the counseling session for the videos, um, And those were humbling to read, but it made it so it was very
0: fresh on my mind when we were doing the videos. So you're saying uh, Jim and Caroline had an idea of this, is is probably why they picked you. And then was it Craig that came and first talked to you about it?
1: Yeah, I don't remember if it was Caroline or if it was Craig. I mean, I think when I talked to Caroline and Jim about it, it wasn't something that I necessarily needed to keep hidden or secret from anybody at that point. Um, It's been a struggle that I've been free from for many years now. And it's been something that's shaped quite a bit of my thinking and my parenting. And I think I've been vocal about it with many people. So I don't think it was anything that they felt like would be unusual for
0: me to talk about in a natural sense anyway. so. So I was wondering what went through your mind when they first asked you to do this. How did you feel when they asked you to do this? Yeah, I was okay with it. I wasn't quite sure it was going to be helpful by any means,
1: but I was all right with it. I kind of go with Craig. I trust him. <laughs> if he thinks it's a good idea, I'm willing to trust that lead, and <laughs> then they can edit it
0: all out if it happened to be not so great. So I'm assuming that they asked you to do this and and told you that they thought that sharing your story with – um as Danielle would be helpful to people um as you were able to do that i know you've gotten some feedback do you feel like what you were able to give will be able or has been able to help people i hope so i do think i
1: do think it's helpful to to listen and see that you're not the only one struggling or that you're not the only one that's doubtful uh so i think that's where those the observation videos can really hit home as you're watching other people um, hopefully being as real as possible in acting out that situation or when you're in an actual counseling session that people feel like they can be honest and really kind of bare their souls so that help from the word can really be given um, and kind of taken heed of if if the Lord has opened their eyes I was talking to Craig earlier and it really is, it's the word you know, you go into counseling situations and even the struggle with my eating disorder it all stems from just selfishness and it stems from being prideful and it stems from deciding that you've got a better way to live than what the Lord has planned for us and it comes from a place of not being in the word so I do think that when you can see the word actually changing people's hearts and softening it, which even I went back and watched some of the videos, and even just watching my reaction when Caroline would ask me to read scripture, I could tell that that had really softened my heart even in that moment when I'm trying to act hard and I'm trying to act that I don't want anything to do with what's going on. I don't think I need counseling. When you read the word and it really resonates with you, you realize this is exactly what I need. So I think that was the hard part in it is still trying to play the part
0: when in my head, I'm thinking, this is so good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But that was something that you, I mean, that was something you've gone through to get to that place. If if I'm understanding you correctly there. I did counseling earlier. um, And so those weren't fake
1: emotions necessarily. Those were real emotions that I had in the past about counseling and thinking that I didn't need it and not wanting anything to do with the word. Yeah, those were big pieces of the original problem.
0: And um, so I I was going to ask you what factors went into how you decided to present as Danielle. Um, you kind of mentioned some of this was personal experience. Some of it was you reading your old journals. Um, some of it was discussion with Craig and Caroline. Um, one thing people ask us a lot about these videos is, are they, you know, are they real? Are they authentic is, is what they want to know. Um, have you watched yourself? Have you watched the, all the videos since you filmed them? Yeah. Yeah, I have. So having been um, someone who has gone through the struggle in real time, real life, and then now as you watch yourself on the videos, do you feel like you were able, you and Caroline, do you feel like it is an authentic representation of that process?
1: Yeah. I mean, especially in cutting it down into three different sessions and trying to work with the time lapse in between them and still tie in the first session to the second session. um, I do think it's a pretty good picture of what it could look like. The timing, you know, it depends on the willingness of the counselee on how willing they would be to do the homework that was assigned and how the Lord changes their heart ultimately. But I do think it was, pretty true to form in terms of the emotions that are felt. Um, when somebody feels like they really can be honest in front of someone and bear their soul and say things that they don't want to say to anybody else because they're embarrassed about them or they think are wrong, um, I think you can really get down to the heart of the issue. And I think Caroline just portrays a person that's very safe to be with. So I would imagine that um, in one of the end of the session, she says that she just prays for a connection, especially with a younger counselees. That only the Lord can really draw a connection between her and the counselee if the counselee is going to feel safe enough to really be open with them. Um, And I think that was real in the videos that Danielle felt safe with Caroline that she could be honest with her
0: because you start out at the beginning not wanting to be there um watching it it's it's almost uncomfortable watching you give that attitude to your counselor were you ever surprised by what you said or how you came off to her uh no I almost watching it I almost feel like
1: realistically I should have that would have played out longer if we had had lots of sessions to go through um me personally going through my eating disorder and people encouraging me to go to counseling that I didn't want, I was not kind for many sessions. <laughs> um, and it was it, again, it's a pride it's a pride issue, and it's an embarrassment issue about not wanting to admit that I have an issue that I cannot fix on my own, because you want to go in and say. I can fix everything on my own and that I'm choosing willingly to do these things. And they're not really as bad as what everybody around me is saying that they are. So, yeah, realistically, if it could have been longer, I would have been worse (laughs) longer. So (laughs) transitioning into being worse and then slightly softening at the end to move on to the next session. That was a little bit of a adjustment from a a normal setting, but it played out all right.
0: What um what was it in your life that finally won you over? In the videos we see, it's Caroline's um, love of Danielle. You said it's her being a safe place, and then also the word working. Um, would you speak to what, what brought the change for you?
1: I do think it was I got pregnant with my first daughter, and I think um, that was a huge piece in the puzzle, of realizing that my body is not my own, uh, and that what I am doing is not only selfish because of my parents who love me and who are concerned about me, and I had just gotten married, so it was my husband who was concerned about me, but now I was sustaining a little life inside of me. And so I think the Lord used that as the pushing over piece. I had to stop um, and so by his grace, I did. So it didn't mean that the thoughts went away right away. Um, and it didn't mean that the the thinking changed right away. But as the word says, that he will change the way that you think. Um, and that what Caroline said, even in the counseling videos, that it is. It's just it's a way of thinking. You have to change the way that you think. So I know that lots of people were praying for me. And being honest about it with more people and really being honest about it, you know, letting them see that I've lied in the past about it. So when I lie now in the future, it really is not doing me any good because they're assuming that I'm lying anyway. So I might as well be honest with them
0: um, and really get over it. So now that you have um, put this out there for people to see. Um, both as a character and then as um, as yourself. Do you have any regrets? Uh, no. No, the Lord will use what he
1: wants to use, and he works all things for good, and I trust that. And I don't have to protect myself from man's views or thoughts. The Lord sees it all. And if it can, be of encouragement to someone struggling, Um, or even just give hope to counselees that the scripture really is what's going to be what changes the counselees heart Um, or I guess hope for the counsellors that scripture is what changes people's hearts that they might be counselling and that if they're faithful to give them the word um, that the Lord is in. Charge of what happens in that person's life. Ultimately, I think that's good, and I do think that too often, too, you know, struggles kind of get shuffled under the rug, and you don't, and you don't get to talk about them. And then you, they kind of just you pretend that they're not really there. When although my thinking has changed from thinking that every woman in the world has an eating disorder, I know that's not true. but I still know that there are a lot of women who struggle with their image um, and with eating disorders. And just even the, the deeper issues that even Danielle got brought out during the counseling sessions were judgment. Like we're judgmental of one another. And we, um, we're critical of ourselves and we're critical of others. So, you know, however that gets played out in whatever sinful form it is, I think it's things that should be talked about um, and we need friends. I think that was one of the things as I was watching Danielle talk to Caroline is realizing that Danielle probably didn't have any real friends, not even her husband. You know, she, was, she wasn't she was comfortable talking to her husband about things that were embarrassing. And so I think the counselor became a first true friend to her. Uh, so I think that's something that could be more apparent, more everywhere. People need real friends that will teach them the word
0: and walk them through Scripture. Um, as I hear you talking, Dalen, and um, as I've known you and and heard you, I guess grow. I, I hear you counseling yourself as you're talking. Um, that's that's something that I guess it shows somebody's ready to not be counseled anymore when they're able to counsel themselves. And that's usually the point where they really begin to be able to help other people um, like you are right now. I just wonder, could you ever have imagined, um, you know, a, several years ago, back when, back when things were, when you were in the middle of everything, could you have ever imagined that your struggles could be used to help people this way? No, because I really did.
1: At that point, I didn't want anybody to know about it. Um I think when I was going through it, the last thing that I wanted was for anybody but who already knew about it already to know about it. So whether it would have helped somebody or not, I I was at the point where it didn't really matter <laughs> they could figure out help some other way. I wasn't going to be thrown under the bus so that they could get some help if it would help. So And, and I really didn't think, too, that it was that... Uh,
0: impactful
1: you know there was nothing special about it
0: it just wasn't a big deal yeah is that that's what you were telling yourself
1: well and I wasn't a big deal Um, you just you you put yourself very lowly and you don't realize that being a friend to someone can be a blessing to them you're just thinking I am not worthy of anything you know there's no good can come from me all I do is bad Everything I do is wrong. So, and it's the embarrassment factor. Yeah, you just, there's a selfishness that even if it would help somebody, oh, well, I don't want people to know. I don't want people to
0: think of me when they think of an eating disorder. So the fact that you're willing to talk about this, that's, that's been a huge change for you.
1: Yeah, I think it's been a a change that the Lord only could have brought about, realizing that I don't have to protect myself, that the Lord is my judge and that no man is. Um, And I think I've seen the benefit of being honest and being truthful and real with people. You know, that that's really where you get to the heart of all issues, and you actually get to talk, to talk about things that are meaningful and impactful, and you get away from this superficial line of, you know, everything is fine. When it's really not, people are struggling all over with all sorts of things.
0: So have you ever been recognized as Danielle? Yeah, a few times.
1: <laughs> Tell had, me that. I used that. to work
0: in a retail store,
1: and I had a customer come in who had watched the videos at her church, and she asked me real discreetly if I was Danielle. <laughs> and I had a coworker who asked me the same, who she watched them in her church group. And the conversation really didn't lead to anything more than just that. But, yeah, I have been recognized. And then when we go to some of the counseling seminars, I've been pointed out or introduced. So, yeah, I think that's good. I think that's all right. I think it's okay to be a real person behind a somewhat fictitious person, you know, that there's some truth behind it. I think it's, I think it's all right to be recognized. I do, um, not me personally, but I know others have come to me telling me that people will ask them if Danielle is okay, you know, how is Danielle doing now? So, and I think that's just where the raw emotion, where those emotions that were portrayed in the observation videos, um, although they might have been stemmed you know the you know to cry now like this is the part that it wouldn't normally draw tears to my face now with where i'm at but i could remember the feelings back when it did stem a lot of embarrassment and tears and so i was able to draw from that and make the emotions more realistic Because at one point they were very, very real. And having all the journals and all of my rants and rages, those all fresh in my mind, um, made it more real, even to where the Lord had brought me. I mean, by the end of those observation videos, and even when I watched them a couple nights ago, I was so thankful that that was not my reality anymore. That that wasn't... I really, in the thick of it, I didn't think anything would ever be different. And I think Danielle said that in one of the sessions that I will always be like this. This is who I am. And I honestly felt that. Um, I wrote that over and over again in my journals, that there would never be a way out of this. And any time any piece of food was set in front of me, that there would be massive struggle. And so to see that that is not an issue... At all and that I don't think every girl is hiding an eating disorder I think is a huge freedom that the Lord gives uh, when you can render yourself underneath his teaching and underneath his word and be in the word I do think being in the word is key there's still been times in my life where I've been out of the word and life gets really messy
0: thanks for listening to part one of this interview Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can get part two as soon as it becomes available. If you've never seen the observation videos, be sure to check them out on our website. There you can also submit questions for us to address in future podcasts. All of this can be found at ibcd.org slash cdcpodcast. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next time.